0: This is your home for St. Cloud State Hockey, keeping you up to date on the NCHC.
1: And come in, they score! Ripped in! A bomb from Perks.
0: Women's WCHA.
1: So Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies
0: the National Hockey League.
1: Dwayne Kaprizov in for a chance to
0: 67 of the healthy scratch interview segment uh nick we have first-time guests on the show sometimes the guest that we had on tonight doesn't qualify for that category uh ben holden joined us uh how the heck was this interview what a blast this
2: one was well again you know a little bit of a hiatus he was with us for some time and then you know work stuff uh, kind of got in the way and uh, uh and that's totally great i know i know ben is uh he's uh, in a transition time but again what I love about Ben, and I think what, I mean, I think I, you and I have always appreciated this about him, but I think as more people listen to him, especially in kind of a, a non-professional sense, if that yeah. makes, if, if that is right, uh, just, he's just a great human being, you know, it's just, he's a guy that, you know, you know, you can tell that he answers from the heart. He, he, he's, he's intelligent, he's articulate, um, and he just loves the game of hockey. And so whenever you get a person on that has those characters, whether, or it's a broadcaster. Or hell, it could be the camera guy. I could care less. right. But, um, the guy that just, you know, bleeds this game and, and the players and the relationships, It just, it's always makes it for a fun interview
0: and it's always good to have him back. It's got, was it three months? Yeah. Yeah. It- three months if not it, longer. So, you know, it, it's been a while. And I, and I think the piece that uh, was impressive is it's been a while, but he's still reciting facts on the air and off the air about us, you know, and the things that we do that, you know, are spot on. And he remembers that shows how dedicated he is to the craft and it shows how much, you know, he tolerates us. Right. And is able yeah. to, you know, spend some time with us. I mean, how often do you get a veteran broadcaster who's been at that level to be able to join your little rinky dink podcast podcast, I, uh, you know, not only as a co-host, he's the only co-host we ever had, but to have him back on the show and have him probably slated back right before hockey season starts again. And, you know, all the things that he's done for us, we can't say enough about him. And uh, we couldn't say enough about hockey in general in this episode, Nick, kind of a no, lengthy, really kind of a lengthier one, but uh, it just was absolutely exciting to be a part of. So uh, Nick, should we keep the listeners waiting or do you think we should roll into it? Send it. All right, let's do it. Episode number 67 with our pal, Ben Holden.
2: So number sixty-seven here at the Huskies Former Analyst Podcast in the Healthy Scratch Interview, and joining us again from a little bit of a leave of absence, but only because he's been super busy. He's a very,
1: very well-respected broadcaster, Ben Holden. Welcome back into the show. Happy to see you, buddy. What's up, boys? Good to see you guys, man. And uh, I got a new look. You know, you guys got the great look going that you have. I got a new room. So I'm trying to show my colors for the cup, although one more game in the Montreal jerseys coming down, but, uh, nevertheless, <laughs> good to be with you guys, man. I miss, uh, miss hanging and talking with you guys and, uh, talking puck, man. So I'm looking forward to, to chatting with you here tonight. Well, we know that we're not recording in the morning cause you don't have your regular Tim Hortons in your hand. Uh, yeah.
0: I got it though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's got it. He's sporting it. So, so the big like po- a college athlete, man, I'm looking for a sponsorship. <laughs> I think it's the MTV shirt that uh, I will really bring in the money here. The question. That's a on, fantastic shirt. Yeah. <laughs> the question behind you here, Nick or Nick Ben, geez, I don't know who I'm talking to today. Ben, the Montreal, yes. Can, the Montreal Canadians, do they actually have a shot at coming back in this cup final? I read somewhere. There's a
1: 3% chance of them actually winning the cup. So dumb and dumber, man, there's, you're saying there's a chance. I mean, they were yeah. down three to one to Toronto. Now, Toronto's a different animal as we know, or should I say Tampa Bay is a different animal than Toronto is. Tampa Bay is a hockey team that doesn't choke. Tampa Bay is a team that wins. Tampa Bay is a team with superstars that produce when it matters. So I'll I'll take my foot off the throat of Toronto just with those statements. So uh, I think, I, I think they have a chance, but I think it's very little chance. I think the 3% Noah is right on. A little high, maybe. Maybe, maybe be. two. Two, but I- there's a chance.
2: There's a, it's a Stanley Cup final, right? But you can't, it ain't over till it's over. And I am with you, Ben, it's going to be a short chance. And again, with Tampa, their guys produce, but even more so, you know, they're able, they're able to get around what Montreal has been doing defensively, which a lot of teams haven't been able to do Uh, with Vegas. They haven't been really able to shut down the Tampa's top performers and they're four lines deep, you know, everybody can produce. And I think that's uh, just an animal they just haven't come across yet. So it's going to be tough for Montreal, They'll obviously, you know it's a must win, and in their barn they got to hold serve in Game Three, but it's going to be not a you know not an easy task, not at no, all. No, I mean
1: you know even even uh, the game on Wednesday, Game Two. I mean, look at the guys that scored. Their top guys didn't do much of anything. Their top guys were shut down, and I'm telling you guys right now, that goal that Blake Coleman scored oh, is yeah. going to be one of the most legendary goals that's ever been scored in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Man, I mean. That was, clutch. that was awesome. That, that was the backbreaker Yep, because Montreal had them where they wanted. It was one, one, they had the then they had the miscue with, you know, the, the Edmondson dump and, you know, literally and figuratively. And, you know, I think Palat yelled at him personally, but you know, it just, it, it there was bad communication. It was, it wasn't a hard enough dump as we, as we now know, and we saw, so, you know, those couple of things, I mean, they, that turned that game on its head and you know, I'll be honest, guys, you know, you see how many people you guys think are outside of the bell center for the the last round of the playoffs, like Uh 20,000 more than they're letting into the building, which is a shame. They're not letting them in. I mean, it really is And that place. I mean, electric every time the Canadians play at home, but in the finals, man, that place would be bonkers. So that's kind of a shame to me, but it is what it is. Yeah. The real question, Ben is uh, where the heck were your Detroit Red Wings this year? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, geez.
0: They're still rebuilding.
1: They're
0: still <laughs> rebuilding. <laughs>
2: I, so speaking of Detroit, Ben, uh, I wasn't a surprised to see Jeff Blaschel get a one-year extension. Again, I, I think from Stevie Wise's perspective, I mean, I think it's pretty easy to decipher. I mean, a lot of what he has to work with isn't his fault. Um, I do think this is coming to a show-me season for Detroit to see if they can start climbing the ladder. Um, and I, I actually think there's some good pieces there. I think you bring back Bobby Ryan. Um, I think there's a lot of good pieces of, oh, geez, who was the uh, pickup from Washington that I thought played really, really well. Well, they, uh, had, the Mid-
1: and they had, uh, yeah, I mean, just, it was those- Mantha
2: that went over there and I'm yeah. trying to think who they got. Oh, Jacob Verona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it was really, really good. So yeah. you have some promising pieces there. Um, you're not, Close to what Ottawa, I think, is going to do next year. Ottawa's yeah. going to be a damn good team to watch. Uh, yeah. But to look for Detroit. I think they'll start to make the push up, but uh, definitely going to be a, a much more pressure on that coaching staff to see if they can turn that team around.
1: Yeah, no, no, you're, you're spot on, Nick. And I mean, I, to me, to change coaches. I mean, there was a lot of people in this in this area where I live, outside Detroit in the metro area, that wanted a new coach. But I don't think that that's not the answer. I mean, this team was gutted. They were at rock bottom. The organization hadn't been in this situation, guys, since the early 80s when Mike Illich bought the team. I mean, even when he bought them, it took three, four, and then they get Iserman and five, and then they start playing. You know, then they had to go up against Edmonton all those years, and they could never get by Edmonton, you know, like, and I, and I say that a lot about a lot of different teams and a lot of different sports. And I felt this year with Colorado, they would fit in this category. Sometimes you have to lose before you win. And and you gotta feel the pain. And and that's a team that, you know, Detroit did that. And for 20 years, everyone except Detroit fans hated the Red Wings. So no, I think it was the right move to to keep Blash. And he's got, I think he's got the ear of those young guys. He's been with a lot of them. And you're right. This is a year where they've got to see market improvement. I mean, winning 25 games isn't gonna cut it anymore. It's just no. not. They gotta, they gotta. To me, they've got to—they've got to threaten with the playoffs for the entire year to start seeing the improvement that I think, and I believe in Steve Eisenman. I don't have him on my wall behind me for nothing, guys. You know that. So, I mean, I believe in him. Look at Tampa's team. A large part of that team is what he built and helped develop. I'm not giving him credit for it, but he is part of that. And so, if if they can do what they've done, the Wings can certainly do it again here, guys.
0: Speaking of teams that are growing, a former uh, team for Jeff Blasio, the Western Michigan Broncos probably on the rise this year for the NCHE. And when you talk about uh, feeling the pain of losing before you get to that next hump, UMass did it a couple of years ago, finally got over the hump this year and our St. Cloud State Huskies are hopefully the next ones to be on the docket there. Uh, You got a chance obviously to take in uh, like we all did the frozen four and the incredible journey for the Huskies. I mean, what was your overall impression of this team and the fact
1: that they don't lose many bodies and they bring three really good freshmen in? Well, first and foremost, that's going to be a really, really good hockey team next year. Uh, Secondly, I'm really happy for their entire group. As you guys know, I know a lot of their guys, Uh, Brett Larson's an amazing human being. He's always been first rate, first class with me. And, and that's just the way we operate. He's, he's a good man. Um, You know, just so many great memories and years of being around the program. You love to see that happen for, for their guys. And uh, you know, I don't think there were many people when Brett got hired that said he's not the right guy. He's clear. He was the right guy then. And he's clearly the right guy now is they gave him what a seven year extension. I saw it wasn't too long ago. So I was happy for those guys. I felt terrible for Brodzinski. I was actually texting with his dad and, you know, he's just, I know that family, as you guys know, from Johnny and, and Easton and I didn't know Mike that well, but you know, just a great family, great people. And I was really happy for him. And, I have my hat on for them, man. I was wearing the hat when they played, man. I, uh, You know, friendships and relationships don't disappear just, you know, because I'm not doing games in that conference anymore. That doesn't change anything for me, guys. You guys know me well enough, and, and I think the people that watch this know me as well in, in that regard, and and I care, and I want to see people do well. And uh, I was really happy for them. Sucks they didn't get it done, but they're a top five team coming into this season, man. No question about it. And I don't know who the other four teams are. I could probably throw a couple out, but they're a top five team. I was going to say, a we top have five team and co- not in the conference. In, in, in the, nation. the Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're an easy top five team and and I think they're going to have a hell of a year coming back. They've, they've got that, as you mentioned, Noah and we touched on, they've got that feeling of getting so close and like Western they're they're going to be dangerous too, man. They're always a dangerous team and a lot of bad things happen for them as we know, you know the injury to Bussy in the pod. They were a disaster for a couple games, but that's a that's a hockey team that you're gonna you're gonna bring your heart at, or you're gonna get beat up playing that team. They play hard, they play heavy, they've got skill, and I think that's a dangerous team to look out for in the NCHC, along with St. Cloud and others. Yeah, pretty much every team, I guess. Right. Uh, it's kind exactly. of interesting.
0: When we did our NCHG preview with Western, did you know their power play best in the NCHC at over 30%, 31.5% for them? Pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. When we've gone through our NCHG previews right now, we've got uh, CC uh, in that last play spot followed by Miami, Denver, Omaha, Western, then North Dakota, St. Cloud, and Duluth is the list that we kind of had in our order. Uh, you agree or disagree? So that's for
1: this year. That's what you projected last
0: year. That's what we project for this upcoming season. Give me it again. CC Miami, Denver, Omaha, Western,
1: Nodak, Saint Cloud State, and Duluth. I can't argue with that. I'd really like to argue with you guys on that, but I'm sure we'll come up with something else to argue about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that, no, I I think that's pretty I think that's pretty spot on. I think you know, Colorado College Tough place to recruit, tough place to win. I will say this, and I got to give a shout out. He's a Nodak guy and I love him. And I think you guys do too. Jake Brandt. And Jake and I became buddies in the bubble. And he texted me as soon as that job is open. He goes, Chris Mayotte is the guy. He was the first person. I mean, others said it, but and that's a great hire, is where I'm going here. I think with Miami, I think you're right on. Uh yeah, Denver, sixth. Yep. You know they were they were a strange team last year. I mean they they were really close to being a top 10, maybe even a top five team, just two or three weeks in, but they had a bunch of one goal losses. Mm-hmm. I think Savoy's got to mature. I mean, if you look at, I'm not comparing him to Cole Caulfield, but if you look at guys from year one that are high end guys like him, that he he's got to grow up a little bit in the maturity standpoint. Um, but he's a dangerous guy and he's a he's a high end guy. Yeah.
0: Den- uh, Denver, I-, I should add, before we jump to Omaha, yeah. Denver's underlying statistics. Like if you, if you didn't know their record and look at their statistics, you wouldn't think that they were a team that finished fifth, technically sixth no. in the NCHC last year.
1: No, no you're right. I mean, they, their power play. I don't know the number, but I'm sure it was good. I mean, with guys like Savoy and the skill they have um, Omaha, that's another team. I mean, I, I loved that team last year. I really did. It was, I'll be honest, guys. We haven't talked since the tournament, like you said. It was cool to have them in my regional in Colorado. You know, again, my ties to the conference, I'll always be tied to it, part of it a long time in the broadcast world, and I root for our teams. And, and I still say our are because I, I still feel very close to so many people. I mean, I texted with a couple coaches the other day, you know, just random things. And, you know, so – I think that's a really good hockey team. Again, I think they got a lot of skill. Their back end is good. Um, up front, they're good. You know, they can play a little nasty, as we've seen when they get with NoDak. And uh, you know, they they bring the, the the best and the worst out in a lot of teams, and I mean that <laughs> respectfully. And you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Um,
0: speaking, you know, of random, speaking of those speaking those random thoughts, Ben, nineteen point two percent for Denver on the power play this year. Thank you.
1: There yep. you go. So that's good. That's a good power play. Yep. You know, twenty percent basically uh, Western Michigan to me. And I said this last year, guys, but again, with the injury to Bussy, it threw them sideways. I mean, they were completely Absolutely. sideways. Mm-hmm. I mean, they gave up 18 goals. I remember I'll never forget. Andy Murray said, I don't know. I might be the first coach that's ever coached a team that's given up 18 goals in back-to-back games. That team was a disaster. And, and I, if I would have voted, I would have voted for Andy as coach of the year in the conference. I would have, I really honestly would have. Maybe that's my Michigan bias, but <laughs> no, I well because I think Ben the one thing that you know
2: again when because you remember St. Cloud lost to Western Michigan, you know after after that, after yeah. that was it yeah. two to one, yep, yeah, right two to one, and you know there was uproar with our fan base because yep. they were looking at the previous two and going why aren't we smacking them around you know kind of thing, yep. and you know for for us guys who, who know the game and and know the players. Uh, I don't think it was any surprise that they turned it around, um, but no question that, you know, that loss of their starting goaltender, I think was it Aslanitis, uh, hadn't played a game oh. in almost a year. Right. And then I, I forget their other, uh, their other senior goaltender, Austin, goal Kane. Tenter, Austin Kane, Kane, thank you. Kane was the guy I hadn't played in over a
1: year, Nick. It was Austin. Kane.
2: That's right. Austin Kane. Cause he was yeah. the, uh, he was the senior goaltender. They started with him. They ended up getting over to Aslanitis and they finally yeah. started to settle down after a little bit towards the end of the pod, but they were a team that was straight up the rest of the season. And then gave St. Cloud fits the game. Everybody fits. It, and I truly thought that if they made it deeper in the, I think they had a shot to win the NCHC. I really thought they did. I think they were a dark horse. And had they gotten to a bid, I think, at the NCAA, they could have made some noise. I really do believe
1: that. I agree with you. You No, it looked like you were going to say
0: something. Yeah, well, it's just, uh, one, it was a very painful way for them to end the season the way they did in that NCHC, that overtime game. Ben, uh, I know our listeners have heard this, but just for your uh, records, 8-3, 1-1 in their last 13 games for Western Michigan to end the year. And uh, they don't lose much. They lose four guys, and they're bringing in, I believe it's five, uh, guys and a huge freshman class potentially too i mean they're a team that
1: uh similar to denver could finish a lot higher than i think a lot of people haven't pegged you know yeah no great and yeah i mean eight three and one i mean that's that's what i'm talking about i mean i remember when we kind of stopped doing things in late february whenever it was we we had all talked about watch out for this team this team's a dangerous team and they're yeah i mean that to, they're they're to me the dark horse in the nchc i would say them in denver because I think both teams are capable of being better, but both teams got a lot to prove, and so those two would be in that category for me. North Dakota was third. That'll 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 really settle in well in Grand Forks. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, I, I, I was gonna say, Nick, if I'm not allowed to get across the border at the Red River Valley, there, you know why? So right,
2: but but to your but to your point, Ben, right. uh, about being darkers,
0: so North Dakota, we know, like we
2: mentioned, you know, they reload. But yep. I think, you know, they did lose a lot of the experience that was in the roster. And again, with the number of players, it's going to be, you know, if they gel quick and they gel early, they could easily be number one in the conference. I think I think the question for them is how well do they gel? How well do those young kids, a lot of them, true freshmen, come in and uh, adapt to the college game? We all know the skill levels there. We all know Brad Berry is a hell of a coach. And that coaching staff as a whole has done a fantastic job. But I do think it just comes down to how quickly that team can become one and get under Brad Berry's system.
1: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, they got a kid in Sanderson that's he's as he's good, good as they as they come. I mean, you know, I've heard many say Kale McCarr, and and I can't argue with him. I think he's he's not the same type of player, but he's in terms of his skill, um, I, I think he's right there with him too. A little bit I've seen. I didn't see a lot of him last year, but a little bit I've seen. I, I think he's right there. And yeah, I mean, you know, and I think it's interesting to keep an eye out because I, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen you know, the great work that our buddy Schlossman does. And I think he's spot on with Dane Jackson. And, you know, look, if Dane leaves, you know, Brad's going to go out and find a coach to come in that, that's right for their system. I mean, Carl Garing's there. I think Carl's another guy that could go. I mean, he's got experience. He was with Tampa for a couple of years. You know, he played for, you know, Hack was there and then they, obviously they got the connection. Uh, I don't think that would disrupt them, but I think losing Dane's would be, would be a, it'd be a significant loss for them if they do. But again, I think Brad would go out and find a guy that, you know, fits what they need in, in that role. So, and then you got to second, right? That was your pick.
0: We had we St. Cloud second, actually. Um, Interesting. Oh,
1: well, then that's where we got an argument. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I figured it'd be a
0: little self-serving if we put St. Cloud at one, right? Well, I'll put them there. Okay. I'm putting them
1: there. They gotta be one. They All have right. to be.
2: You know, and they, you know, they they absolutely have a chance to be Ben, but again, you know, you talk about the dark horses in this roster. Western Michigan is going to be better. I think Omaha could make a push. Uh, Denver uh, could be better. Yeah. I think the conference as a whole could have some of the mo- you know the almost the most parity we've seen in some time. So I think it's going to be really really tough for this Saint Cloud State team to to repeat you know, uh, I suppose being top of the notch there. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think, you know, one thing that St. Claude has to do is they, you know, and we've talked about this pre-show in a couple of different, uh, different ways. I think St. Claude's approach this year is that they're still an underdog. If you go in and thinking that you're going to be the cream of the crop and not, you know, play like you're a goal behind, they're going to end up, you know, I think uh, being shorter of expectations. And that's, that's the big thing. They have expectations mm-hmm. this year. They didn't have them last yeah. year. So I think that's really where it comes down to the mentality for the squad is going to be really key to get them not only back to where they were, but try to make it all the way back to the promise side and try to actually take home the hardware that they were just short
1: last season. Well, I think you're, you're right, Nick. And I think I'll just throw this in real quick. Sure. I mean, they got it. They got to adapt to playing with a target on their back. Yeah, now. absolutely they, they do That's, that's, that's new territory. I mean, yeah, they've been, you know, they had the 30 win season and, you know, won the league and all that. I understand that, but where they went, that's where everyone wants to get, man. So that's, that's a red letter game for everybody now, not just, you know, North Dakota or Duluth or, you know, insert team Minnesota, when they play the Gophers, whatever it is, it's a red letter game for everybody. So that's something they're going to have to learn to do. And and I know they'll be prepared for that. I, yeah, I got to put them at one man. I got to, I think I, I misheard you there. I mean, You know, Sandy's going to do what Sandy does. I mean, they're going to be a top echelon team, you know, no matter how many guys they got to plug in and replace. Guys are going to come in ready. He's a hell of a coach. And that's a team that they're going to be up in the top four. But I'm putting them at two, man. I'm putting St. Cloud at one. (laughs) I'm putting Duluth at two. I agree with you, except one and two guys. So All right. uh, whoever's list that was, I, I would just flip one and two.
0: Well, here's the deal: if we put St. Cloud at two and then they finish one, we look smarter than we are, Ben. So that's why we—that's yeah. <laughs> the goal here. You yeah, know, but if uh,
1: I say if I say on July one, they're gonna they're gonna be the best team, I look really smart. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's We got to put the Vegas odds on that, I think. <laughs>
0: we're, we're Minnesota Wild fans over here, Nick. We don't talk about anything Vegas uh, for a little that's while. True. That's true. You know, okay, but the, the one thing I think St. Cloud really has to take a lesson from actually is probably the Denver Pioneers, right? Going on, they went a Frozen Four a couple years ago. I believe it was 2017, you know, and then they had their first sub-500 season. Not playing yeah. terrible last year, but you know what? Maybe expecting to have a little more success. Didn't have the pod they're looking for. So, again, how much should we talk about this? The starts. got to be imperative right uh speaking of uh duluth as well i think they did a really nice job of utilizing the transfer portal you know they didn't grab a whole yeah. lot of guys but the guys they grabbed are good hockey players mm-hmm. they've got ryan fanty who's you know going to be there that yeah. uh it and then stay skull guys who are going to solidify that goaltending spot you know they're a team that has given saint cloud a, a run for their money they played them seven or eight times last year so who knows it'll be good but ben I got to ask you this trivia question going back to North Dakota. Cause we had this last week. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the show, but uh the fighting Hawks lost five forwards, three defensemen and a goaltender. Ooh, the fighting Hawks, whoever they are. I don't know. Some, <laughs> some team. That, Dakota. I don't know. They, <laughs> they got some like small rinky dink rink. I don't know. Something like that. I, uh, between these uh, eight out skaters, how many combined points did North Dakota lose out of that? How many combined points did those eight players have? Just now,
2: take a step. Now, clarify this. Uh, combined career points.
1: Yep. Career. Oh, combined career points? Yeah, Five well, forwards, three defenses. Let's see how many of the guys I can get that are gone. So you got Kyle has gone. Yep. One. You got Adams. You got Pinto. Yep. You have got Mismash. Yep. You've got Kierstead. Yep. Uh, who am I missing?
0: Uh, play, gonna... Playing in Sweden right now. His brother's coming in as a freshman.
1: Oh, man. I know this too. Give me a hint on another guy. How many is that? Five? Five. Yeah. yeah. Another Ottawa senator. Oh, Bernard Docker. Yep. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Uh, is Haynes still around or is
0: he gone? He's there. He's there. Uh you the ones you're missing, Josh Rieger, Gabe Bass, and Jackson Keene. So I pretty, should have had Keene. He, he's my bud. Yeah. In fact, I don't even have uh um I don't even have Bernard Docker's stats in here. So this might be a little low, but take a stab at uh combined career points here. Uh, 480. Pretty close. 463. 463. So I bet you it's actually probably above 480 if you throw uh Bernard Docker's stats be in a, there. He's it's up, almost he's up there. Who do I win? It's it's almost like uh, you you know you know the podcast or the game of hockey. I don't know. You win another uh, attendance here on the podcast. It's
1: great. All right, I appreciate oh, that, wow. man.
2: <laughs> My happy, question.
1: I'm happy to chat with you guys, man. So I appreciate that. Book me for the start of the season, then. Hey, the schedule's pretty tight,
0: man. I don't know. We're just trying to make sure that what's um, the we'll call our secretary see we're, if we can fit you in. No, I think we have to call <laughs> Del, call Dell and the geek squad. I think that's really who we got to call here.
1: Oh, ben, you want to fill oh, our listeners in on that my, story? My computer was so Yeah, I will. I'm I'm absolutely fine with it. So, we were supposed to tape what? Last Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I hadn't turned this computer on in a couple of weeks, honestly. So I got the one that I'm using now and I have another one here in my desk. I have one of those raised desks and uh, this works real well when you can't see it. But um, anyways, well, <laughs> so I hadn't turned it on in two weeks. And so I turned it on. At, I don't know. It was like eight 15, I think last Wednesday. Sounds about right. So I text you guys and I'm like, Oh, and I texted, I think I texted you two or three pictures of nothing but my screen. With the Dell on it, and you could see the thing spinning, and it lasted about three days. My god. It like 10 updates.
2: <laughs>
1: no, I, mean, I wasn't wow. doing any fishy stuff on it. <laughs> he wasn't mining Bitcoin. Nope. He wasn't doing no. that. No, <laughs> no I, mean, I just <laughs> hadn't used it, and the updates were were trash. So appreciate you guys and your talent group of slightly <laughs> working with me to get me on the show. Because we bumped it last night. We were gonna tape, and I'm like instead of nick i'm like man we can't tape it on game two of the finals man let's do this the next night <laughs> well, i appreciate you guys right and it's funny because i told him uh to know i was like how did how
2: did i even overlook right. what are we doing like <laughs> right.
0: Right. <laughs> well I, I i hate to break it to you ben but wednesdays and thursdays are the only two days that we don't have ice here in minot so that's
1: kind of why those are the only two available days so be Understood. Prepared, be a we all got selfish. our priorities i get it it's all good man and i'm you know Shout out to Siski. We bumped him out of the way and let me take tonight. So I appreciate that. Bruce is a good man.
0: Yeah, we talked to Bruce. He said it actually worked a little bit better for him to be bumped next week. Maybe he just doesn't want to be on the show because he knows you're picking St. Cloud number one. So,
1: Well, you you know, you're going to have to take this clip and play it. Tell him, you know, I picked St. Cloud, man. That'll... I don't I'll rattle him them up a little bit. <laughs> rattle everybody up that's not a Saint Cloud fan. Let's be honest. I was, gonna, I was gonna right. say then it'll be awkward, and he'll be like, "How many national
0: championships does Duluth have right. again?" And then I mean that's easy. He'll just hold his rings up. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure what these three are. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> before we before we get to what you've been up to and uh the standings from last year from another league that you uh, yeah. got got you so eloquently called, uh, this might yeah. be a great time nick to finally reveal this to our listeners nick maxson and i are going to meet for the first time in a week uh yep. next thursday to do some first filming. time oh so no in a week we're going to be meeting for the first time in over since march 6 of 2020 not that i know in anything. duluth In Duluth, that's correct. I'm Mm listening. In Duluth. In Duluth, yes, yes. Um, but I gave him the walking paper. So there's your hands <laughs> apparently. <so>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the tethers coming off. The tethers <laughs> coming
0: off. Nice. Oh gosh. Wings. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so, so here, so here's the deal uh, for Huskies fans. We're going to see how the clips come out, but nonetheless, Nick Maxson and I are going to go mono e mono one versus one at the Herbrooks national hockey center. Ben Holden, speaking of predictions, hot take. I think we're going to do uh one-on-one first one to five. Cause we have a goaltender uh, who wins the matchup in this oh, one, Ben. Man. Oh man. We're going to put him on the spot
1: like that. Holy. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you what I always tell people when I broadcast any, any game, any sport, I just want a close competitive <laughs> and I don't care if it's dirty or not, but a close competitive game. I was doing a soccer game the other night in Flint and it, it was like a hockey game just for the record. Um, I, man, I can't pick that. <laughs> Well, all give right. you, we'll give you a hint. Here's my prediction. I'll, I'll chime
2: in. He's picking up, he's picking on a one-on-one, a guy someone that's got a decade plus on him so he can look good. That's my, that's
0: my oh, prediction. Oh, and oh, now, now you're backing away from it. The entire diatribe I've been getting for the last three months is that you were going to walk all over me. So. But isn't Nolan I'm, like I'm, six,
1: four. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, six I four. mean, I've, I've stood next to Nick, so I know he is, he isn't six, four. No, not that you? size is everything. What are you,
0: five, five,
2: nine. Is that right? depends on which convenience store i'm leaving how, mu- how much right. do you how much, do you how, how much
0: yeah. do you how much do you weigh why are you asking me these questions <laughs> <laughs> i need to know <laughs> you need to know how much do you think i weigh okay we'll go this way then how much well you're, already, I weigh? Well,
2: you're well you're a pretty hefty guy so i mean thanks <laughs> do, you, do you have to go 15. on like you know what? okay so he doesn't have to step on the scale he just goes on the truck way scale um let's see here <laughs> So is it eighteen thousand gross weight, or is that a, just the single axle? <laughs> it's actually a dual. <laughs> oh, so it's, oh, it's a tandem. Got it. <laughs> no, uh, no, you're what uh, two twenty? Two twenty four. Yeah,
0: yeah. I even got the under. So there you go. So what are you? One one forty, soaking wet. Let me guess. You got to be. You got to be uh, one sixty two. I'm about one seventy. Okay. All right. So, are we doing? Okay. Con- are we doing contact? I'm only going half gear. So here's the real question: Are we? Are we hitting each other? I'll hit you. I don't, the, I, don't I need to know this have, before have, I can. Have, have fun hitting me. I'll say that much. Oh, so there is contact. We're doing contact. Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, okay. So i like, you contact. We're not doing a Kucherov slash. or not doing any of that stuff, right?
0: No, I'm just going to put you up in the fifth row and then go. Because, the you right know,
2: way. we don't have a fine system. You know, we, have, we don't have a collective bargaining <laughs> agreement. So, <laughs> oh, but man. yeah, no, absolutely
1: no. I'll reverse it. will be fine.
0: Ben, maybe you just need to drive down to the herb and uh broadcast
1: it for us. That's what we're I wish, here. I wish I lived up there, man. I would. I'd come out and watch that. I'd I'd shoot the video and call it at the same time, man. <laughs> we That's are looking tough, for
0: man. we are looking for extra cameraman. If anyone knows anyone in <laughs> the St. Cloud area who can skate and run a tight shot while they're skating,
1: much appreciated. If I was <laughs> going to be a camera guy or camera person, I'd want to be that that person in the Stanley Cup finals or the frozen four. When they let them go out, because that's cool. The yeah. I mean, oh the ISO cam. Yeah. yeah. The ISO. Yeah. yeah. The all-star games, those guys are like <laughs> holding the camera like that and you know, following behind them. That's that'd be a great gig as a camera.
0: Yeah, except for the fact that when whenever everybody's dropping F bombs when they celebrate, and you'd be dropping them too, just to get your licks in behind the camera, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's look, I mean it's <laughs> Oh uh, dude. You know, it's that's hockey.
2: that's yeah. Whether well, you're behind the camera, you're in between the benches, you're the linesman, it's all hockey.
0: Yeah. yeah speaking yeah. speaking of speaking of being in the in the booth though first of all i thought you did a fantastic job at your regional in colorado and it was Thanks. a fantastic regional how about the fact too that you got to call the second to last um ncaa game with a wcha team ever in history that's pretty cool and a riveting yeah. game where five minutes before the end of the third period we thought they were going to be done in mankato uh you know how was that regional call in those games and seeing uh,
1: minnesota kind of get walked uh in the final there um It was, well, number one, it was just great to be back in it. I hadn't done a regional since 15. So, and I'd done regionals every year prior to that since 07. So it was awesome to be back and be a part of it. And to be with Fred was great. As you guys know, Freddie and his wife and their family has gone through a ton. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that his son, Jesse, has been out of the hospital for a little over a week. Um, He had a heart transplant they thought that he was going at one point they thought he was going to need kidney and heart transplant. Oh man. Um, and Fred and I talked quite a bit. We're actually working on a project we may be doing for, uh, you know, one of those networks that I work for and I'll leave it at that. But, um, <laughs> and so he's out of the hospital, he's in a wheelchair. Um, he's literally got to learn to walk again. So um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Jess and, and the family there. So, yeah, um, but it was great to be with Freddie, and you know I mentioned earlier had Omaha. I was you know in in thinking back to that game, it was a play I think it was a Bate and Ward with it was late in the first period, and Lafontaine was out of the net. He got out of position. He wanders a lot. That's one thing I noticed about him. He's darn good, but he wanders, and he wandered on that play. I think I think Minnesota probably still would have won that game but I think it would have changed the dynamic of that game had Omaha scored late in that period and, you know, got on the board. Um, But, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was just good to be a part of it. And and, in our sport, it's, it's a huge deal to be in the tournament and it's a huge deal to broadcast it. And, and it means a hell of a lot to me. So uh, Mike Hastings, great guy. I got to know him through my buddy, Quinny, Um, you know, former New York Rangers head coach, but he'll coach again. And uh, you know, really like Mike, and really like his team, and you know, the story with the Sandlin family was terrific. You know what they went through, and uh, we all know what they went through in Fargo, winning that game, and you know, then Ryan scores, and that that was that was that was justice poetically. It was pretty cool, and uh, you know, stuff like that matters to me. I care. You know, we all know how much work goes into you know, number one, raising a kid and you get him to division one college hockey player. And it's just, you know, whether he makes it or not, it's just, it's awesome. It was a hell of a story and it was pretty cool. And, you know, and then, yeah, Minnesota state, you know, making it out for the dub and looked like they were a, a mess and hasty got them back together and they played a tough game. You know, they're, they're hard heavy team and, you know, they've got some skill, but they don't have a ton of it. They just, they work hard and outwork in, you know, I said to somebody social media earlier today. I mean, in reference to to Blake Coleman and that goal he scored in Game Two, they just out effort you. They they out effort you. They just out work you, and and that's what they did. And uh, they got on Minnesota early in that game, and you know it was uh, it was cool to it was cool to send a team that had never been there. You know, I mean, heck, I, I've got two teams in that state, St. Cloud and Minnesota State, that I was fortunate enough to call their you know their first trips to go to the Frozen Four. So you know, it means a lot to me and it, I know it means a hell of a lot to their programs and their fans.
0: And the fact that uh, the Sandlin son and father actually could have ended up against each other in a national yeah. championship game. That could have been Oof. honestly insane. Uh, but speaking of a, a, not only another network, but another uh, league <laughs> division, if you will, uh, Wisconsin taking the cake. in this one followed by the university of Minnesota, Notre Dame kind of rounding out the top three that punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament last year, uh, Michigan, uh, not not that you have any uh, personal affiliation for, for that group there, but Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan State rounding out the standings in the Big Ten last year. Ben, uh, can you tell the folks what you're going to be up to this year and uh, your predictions for uh, that particular uh, league of sorts?
1: Well, I mean, I'll be doing hockey for Big Ten Network and be a part of the conference. And, you know, I have a lot of lines in the water, so I don't want to jinx anything. But, you know, a lot of things, a lot of people I'm talking with, and they're pretty much all hockey-related. Um, in this room, like I mentioned earlier, I've kind of moved out. I I had my old set was in my living room and it was like that for a long time. And, uh, so my girlfriend and I decided, all right, and I painted the whole place. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be putting a, a, an audio booth in in my, this bedroom, my den now, and uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of voice work. I'm going to branch out, get into voiceovers. I got a a friend that's, uh, very successful and she's kind of going to show me the ropes in terms of you know, set up things like that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to do that. I don't think I'll be doing any football, which is going to be strange. I'll be honest with you guys, you know, for the last nine years, I've been at army and, you know, if I wasn't at army, I was doing a college football game. Um, you know, thought that might happen at big 10, but right now it's kind of a situation where I'm next man up and and I get it. You know, I was, <clears throat> I was on that other side for the last decade where, you know, I had the contract and I was in a, you know, a small group of people that were that were picked to to do college football, and it's a big deal. But you know, really, where all my focus is at is on hockey and and the other project I mentioned. And you know, I'm just uh, itching for the season to get going. You know, we still got a ways to go, but I don't want to wish summer away. But you know, I'm excited for that. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens with these other ventures that I'm you know keeping zipped up for now to see what you know the outcome is. And you know, certainly you guys will know if you know they come through. So, and I hope they do. So. Um, yeah. NCHC shop, best voiceover ever, baby. Look, I, they gotta start paying me for that now. <laughs> My kidding aside.
0: Hey, all I'm telling you is we're not gonna pay you for using your
1: uh, goal call in our intro. So that sounds great in there. Leave it. It does. I'm kidding, man. No, I, well, I'll put it this way. I'm not doing any more unless I'm paid. Right. <laughs> and now and now that I'm gonna be doing a, a venture, don't think that may not happen. So all kidding aside. So I was I'm not going to lie to you, man. It was kind of cool. The little bit I watched last season, hearing my voice still on CBS during the hockey games. So, you know, that, that was, that was cool. Uh,
2: Ben, you've, you've had the privilege in the NCHC conference to really see some of the, what some of the best college hockey teams to be you'd call it roster assembled per se, but uh, in the big tent this upcoming year, uh, there, there's a Michigan squad. Let's we'll just put their name right out there. Uh, that, that honestly looking, right, Michigan who? Big, big blue, I have no idea. Um, but, but from what the names that are coming in, for a, it, they had a really good season last year, and uh, now with some incoming freshmen that are, uh, div, you know, part of the U.S. Uh, development program, they're going to be some projected to be in the top 15 of this year's draft in terms of the first round. Uh, uh, this Michigan squad for you uh, could be one to watch uh, compared to some of the teams we've seen in the NCC. Uh, tell us about some of the names that are coming into this Michigan squad, and you know they might be. I would think first overall coming into the preseason rankings just by the namesake of who they have coming in.
1: Yeah, I, I would say too, that's that's a safe bet. So they were they're they were my other team aside from St. Cloud that's in the top five. Um, you know, I you're gonna have potentially four guys that get drafted in the top ten. And, and I'm counting little Hughes, you know, the youngest Hughes coming yep. in. And I'm sure you guys have seen it. And Owen Powers made no bones about it. He's, he's coming like, back. He's coming back. Which is great. It's great for him, guys, and it's great for their team, and it's great for the sport. You know, the kid's probably going to go first. You know, I saw a thing today. I was doing a little reading before we chatted, and he hasn't even talked to Buffalo. Correct. He has So not. there's no guarantee that Buffalo is going to take him. You know, but, I mean, him and Veneers and Kent Johnson and the, and the younger Hughes and, you know, the guys that are coming in. I mean, this team in Michigan's had some of the most high-octane teams I've ever seen in the sport. You know, I think back to when they had Hensick and Max Pacioretty was there and Jack Johnson and Matt Hunwick. And, though, I mean, when Jack Johnson was on the ice, he didn't play a whole lot of defense. And I don't mean that as a knock. He was just always in the play. I mean, it was unbelievable to watch him play in college. And Hunwick was was similar, but not, not as much. But I think this Michigan team's got a real shot to be one of the best teams that they've ever had. and And they've had some darn good ones in terms of skill and – you know, it, to me, it's still a shame that they didn't play in the tournament, but I, it is what it is. But I mean, I would have loved to have seen them get a shot to, to play, not just cause I'm from here and I live 15 minutes from, from the campus and, and I'm a Spartan number one, and I'm sure they'll appreciate that. But,
0: <laughs>
1: but I know so many people of both schools, I really, it doesn't matter to me, but all kidding aside, I, I you know, they've got a, a goalie in Portillo. He's a massive dude. He's six, six kid out of Sweden. You know, yeah, they lost Cam York. They lost some other guys, but they're a lot like North Dakota. And I think, you know, within time, maybe Brett Larson can be saying this about St. Cloud. They don't, they, they just re, reload, man. And that's a team that they're going to have to deal with at some point is this Michigan team, I believe. I think they're going to, they're going to be, they're going to be trouble for a lot of teams. So, you know, I think, I think the big 10 as a whole is going to be fun. Wisconsin's going to be a different team. Um, obviously without Caulfield, weisbach gone, Pelton Bice. I mean, those guys were, you know, as good as Caulfield is and as good good as he was, you know, this past year, those guys are pretty darn important guys for their team. So Minnesota, you know, they've got some losses. I'm glad to see my buddy Crookshanks coming in to to play for them. And uh, it's a good spot for Grant. He's a great young guy. And, you know, a funny thing, his mom saw that I was, uh, you know, you guys know his mom's Bonnie Blair. And uh, so I met her a couple times. And just should talk your ear off. just the kindest woman just a great soul, great human being. I mean you know she only won five gold medals right And uh, so she thought,
2: days. yeah so
1: she <laughs> thought that I was dabbling you know I'm selling a little memorabilia here and there just just trying to move a few things and you know keeps me busy and connected with people. So she sends me a message and she says, hey, I'm gonna send you some things send me your and she wouldn't believe what she sent me. And most of it I don't want to sell because it's – and she like, she's like, go ahead, flip it, make some money on it. But, like, she won five gold medals. Like, wow, I just thought that and, was real.
0: And, and Ben's got them all in his – Yeah. No, she didn't send me those, man. no but it's just, you know – Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that, but you know, Ben, I, I really wanted to ask to touch on a point about uh, Owen power. And I thought it was an interesting discussion. That's um, when you talk about, especially the big 10 schools, right. You know, your Michigan's, Minnesota has been uh, kind of hampered by this. I, and it's a, Good problem to have because it means you have good talent coming in. But do yeah. you think that there should be a rule that, you know, puts college hockey players to say you got to play at least two years at the school that you were, you know, asked to play at? You know, I know guys, some guys are ready to make the jump, but do you feel like, uh, you know, it's a great thing that he's staying there at Michigan, Owen Power is to be committed there. Uh, but do you feel like players should have to stay for maybe at least half of their co- collegiate career at the
1: team that picked him up? Yeah, it's a good point. I see. I see the side of it you know, they're making a commitment to you and, you know, you, you made a commitment. Like I, I understand that. Um, sometimes they get broken. It's just part of life, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, I, I like, you know, what, you know, the one and the one and done, basically or not even that you have to be, you know, in football, you have to be three years removed from high school before you can enter the draft. Obviously it's a, it's a lot different in our sport, you know, cause we got guys coming in at freshmen at 20 years old. So, Right. Um, you know, that that that's a moot point. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, I, I feel like it would help the game. It would help teams. Certainly, Noah, I think, you know, with that, I think for power, though, honestly, you know, and I've read a lot about him and you guys probably have, too. He didn't get to experience Michigan like Michigan is, you know, like take Sanderson at North Dakota, for example. He's he didn't get, he hasn't experienced North Dakota like North Dakota is, and we all know what that is. Hmm. And for my money, the two best environments in college hockey, in no particular order, are North Dakota and Michigan. Yost they is just amazing. There, there's nothing close. Hmm. I mean, Yost is old school, and North Dakota is the new school, but they're both classic in their own way. So my point is this: I think he wants to experience that. He wants to experience. Like thinking he's freshman. They, they had to go through what we all did. That was our first year of college. I mean, I, he owes it to himself. He owes it to himself to go into Michigan and to play Michigan State or Minnesota or whoever it is, Notre Dame, in that building. Because I've done dozens of games with those teams over the years. And there is far from anything like it when those teams come in and play at Yost. I mean, it is absolutely, as the kids say, banging. You can't hear yourself. <laughs> You can't think straight the booth you're calling the game and you're like this in the booth. Cause the whole place is moving, you know, like it's that kind of, you know, stand hair stands up on the back of your neck. I think it's good that he's doing that. I think it's good for that part, but I think he needs to do it for his game as well. Yeah. He's a projected number one pick and everyone's got flaws and I don't know exactly what his flaws are. I don't claim to be an expert in that and scouting. I mean, I know what I see, and what I see is a guy that's that reminds me of like a, a Victor Hedman, like that kind of guy. Physically, what he can do, the building block he can be for a franchise. That's what I mean by that. You guys know that. So, you know, I, I think it's great that he wants to play. And, you know, as far as a rule, I think it'd be a tough thing to do. I, I, I think it'd be good, though, Noah. I think it'd be good to see guys – have to stay a couple of years. I know the coaches would like it, but you know, it's just the way it is. And, um, but I, I definitely think it would be a benefit to the, to the sport of college hockey for sure. Uh,
2: I'll jump on that, Ben. I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, it, it would, it, it would, it could change the landscape really of what college yeah. hockey could be. Now the problem is you, you just had, you know, the, the, you know, I could call the, the sponsorship rights for athletes. So they're you know, getting, uh, yeah. so they're getting, these opportunities to be their own brand, to be able to make money. Maybe that helps. Maybe it doesn't. But again, to, to tell an athlete what they can do with what even with a commitment or assigned. And yeah, there's that gentleman's sort of handshake where it's, you know, yeah, I'm making a commitment to you as the athlete, you're making one of me as the school, but at the end of it, you know, I, there still has to be freedom there too. Um, I just don't know how you would logistically uh, uphold the rule. I think there would be times where there's going to be loopholes exposed for that, whether it be medical or whether it be something else, or I I just think it would create more of a mess. But to your point, Noah, if it were to happen, it would, I think it'd be very positive. I just don't know Mm. if now was, especially the timing of everything would be the right way to do it, but it certainly would if it, Got, if it happened in the fantasy world, it would be, I think, great for the game. Because again, the one and done's, again, like Ben said, Owen could have been a one and done. Uh, COVID, I think, probably paced part of it. Again, uh, you need to develop your game a little bit more. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, every athlete's going to make the decisions for what's best for not only their athletic career, but just their, you know, their personal goals and vendettas too. So you have that to take into account too. So it'd be tough, but it would be positive if they did it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and there's so many guys that I think the biggest thing too, is how many guys do we see that are one and duns or, you know, even two and duns if you will, that try to make that jump that think they're ready and they're physically or maturity wise, just aren't ready. I mean, sure. You have your, your exceptions to the rule. You have your kale McCars that, you know, they, they make the jump. They're great hockey players Your Jack Eichels and they're, they're studs and that's what they do. But I guess, you know, my kind of thought is too one, I, I like the piece that you mentioned, Ben, about, you know, having it be a commitment, right. You know, you, you know, you said to a school that, you know, maybe some of them have been recruiting you since you were 15, 16, 17 years old. You know, they took a chance on you. They gave you a roster spot. They gave a slot to you that they could have given to somebody else, you know, uphold that, play for your school a little bit and develop more as a person, as a game. And I guess for me personally, even though I'm going on like year 28 of college, I feel like college is like, the, the best time of your life. You know what I mean? Being, being with everybody, you know, the working world, there's benefits to working. Um, I'm sure there's benefits of playing in the show, obviously, but just you know, a with, few. <laughs> yeah. But but with, but with that being said, you know, your college years are, are pretty carefree all, all especially when you're playing hockey, I would say, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, two things like you guys have probably heard the old saying from Red Berenson, like, if you're ready, I'll drive you to the airport. Right. Yeah. And that stemmed from when Red played in the NCAA tournament and they drove him to Montreal. Like that's some old school stuff, man. And he always said that to players, you know, if you're ready, I'll drive you to the airport. You think you're ready. I'll take you. Otherwise I'm going to tell you, you're probably not. Right. And the other part of that is, is what you mentioned, Owen, like the uh, Owen, I got Owen power on my mind. Noah. Well, we play the same way, Ben. So I've heard that Nick. You better look out brother. Yeah. I'm not that worried. <laughs> look worried honestly. I'm not worried. Any worry in his face. Um, <laughs> so in the, in the time, you know, 13, 14 years ago when, when Hensick TJ Hensick, who I still say, I was talking, I golfed yesterday with TJ Likens. I'll, I'll name drop. He's an official in the CCHA. We've been friends a long time. He was a linesman in the, in the CCHA before the split. He did lines in the NCHC were buds, we liked the golf. We talked a lot of hockey and I, I just, out of the blue, we were talking about ex Michigan guys. And I said, for my money, TJ hence Hensick in all the years. And I started calling games in old four and for my money. And I can say that now and not worry about it. Cause now the athletes can get paid. Right. So I don't have to like, this is being recorded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As far as we know, <laughs> Zoom, Zoom, Zoom likes to let us know that very eloquently. So that's all you got to get that as a drop, man. I'm telling you <laughs> all kidding aside. I said to him that Hensick for my money is the most electrifying guy I've seen. And I've seen a lot of guys, but what I mean by electrifying and I'm going to clarify is like the ability to step on the gas on a moment's notice. And for example, I was doing a Michigan state game at Yost one year. He took it. So we're looking at the ice this way. He's in the left circle, near side, bottom of the circle. He dangled all five Michigan State guys on his way to the ice to, or way to the net to score up the right wing. That's what I mean by electrifying. Like, you know, Cole Caulfield, shoot, you see him shoot the puck. It's different. It's just different. And he's one example. Um, but Hensick always said to me, I'm going to play four years. And he was a third round pick. So it wasn't like he was a late round pick and had he played any defense. And I love TJ. I do, but that's why he never stuck in the NHL. He wouldn't commit to the other side of the puck, but he always said, why would I leave early? I only get to do this once in my life and it's going to be the best four years of my life. So, you know, some guys do, some don't, you know, you guys both make great points. And I think we do agree on that whole thing about, you know, having some kind of limit on it. But, you know, I just think it's better for the game. It's it builds continuity. It builds better teams. It it builds, you know, you can maybe build a dynasty. I mean, you know, look at the, you know, look at what Duluth did and then look at Minnesota and Denver, you know, with the back-to-backs. And they had guys committed, guys stayed. And I'm sure there were guys I couldn't tell you right now without looking at rosters, but I'm sure there were guys on every one of those teams that could have went and signed. And there were some that came back. To play for that experience, and I think probably in part of it too was it was part of their commitment. So that's all I got.
0: Yeah, Nick, I've only got one more question here for Ben. Ben, you've been talking to uh, Dave Starman lately. You've been keeping up with the Starman. Any uh, any new Starman? Like, will he will he stay in a hotel with you now that you know that uh, you think he's a chatterbox on the road or what? See, he books his own
1: travel, man. He's got his own agency. So he books his own yeah. hotel. No, we what's that? He's got his own agency. <laughs> Him. It's called the Long um, Island Express. Yeah. No, we just uh, <laughs> we we just talked a couple weeks ago, man. So yeah, we uh we stay in touch, you know, and you know, look, man, I'll get all sappy on you here. We we're, we're always going to be connected. And uh you know, I'm proud of that. You know, I'm proud of proud of our relationship, proud of the three of ours relationship and uh you know, I haven't talked to Shereen since uh, probably back during hockey season. But yeah, Dave and I usually talk once a month or something like that. So not much to report. You know, um, did he ever know, tell?
0: Did he ever tell you that he clarified the story for all of us Huskies fans about how uh, the guy who runs the Twitter page for Hockey East tweeted that Massachusetts was the state of hockey, and we all got in an uproar about it uh, thinking it was serious that
1: one. wait what did he do
0: <laughs> yeah well after UMass won he tweeted that uh, east that Massachusetts was the state of hockey no um, it's not yeah I know but so we all thought it was serious and Dave came in and told us all the cool the Jets and was like yeah no he was just messing around with everybody <laughs>
1: he's always getting grief man and it's not his fault you no know? <laughs> he just always gets grief you know and but look, man, I, you can play this for him. You have mine. And Massachusetts is not the state of hockey. It's Minnesota and then it's Michigan. And I live in Michigan. Hands down. Like, you guys wouldn't believe how many people. It was, I think it was our Sunday. It was our regional final game. And Fred and I got on the topic of high school hockey. And I, I, look, I always know my audience. You guys know that but i didn't need to be doing a minnesota, two minnesota schools in a game to say this. And my phone blew up, i got blown up on twitter in a good way. i was like it's not even close. minnesota's high school it's not even close. and you know and you, it's not even remotely close.
0: and you know what ben it's, like, it's it's not even close from michigan to the next state which is probably oh, massachusetts. like those no. two are in their own first and second place tiers
1: all by themselves. they really are. Best hundred percent agree. So, but here's the thing. Now, did he tell you that his son goes to UMass? Yeah. Okay. So you guys know. So yeah. I, I understand, but no, they're not the state of hockey.
0: You know, funny funny thing about UMass, Ben, uh, I wear, you know, of course, my St. Cloud, the St. Cloud State shells and the practice jersey and stuff that I have. Um, yeah. And I was out on the ice the other day. And uh, we had a kid come out on the ice here, in Minot, not North Dakota was wearing all UMass gear, UMass oh, sweatshirt, yes, UMass pants. Kid, you not? It was Tuesday night. He came out. I looked at him. I said, "We're not talking about it." He goes, "Okay." <laughs> And then he skated right away and stuff. He's uh he's a, he's not a hockey player. He's a lacrosse player, but he kind of picked it up and stuff. Yeah. But but he knew, and it was just like, yeah, we're not talking about it, not at all.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, you must. I mean, how many? How many? Uh, your social media department probably had a lot going on to deal with that comment after he made that, huh? <laughs> a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. We we have our backup. We have Caleb Peabody waiting in the wings, ready to pounce. It and He moment, does. So he does. He's a fixer. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Oh he's yeah. Like he's a guy. Picture. He's the Patrick Maroon of your organization. How, about, how about
0: that guy? The fact that he could be the first <laughs> player to win
1: three cups in a row like that. Isn't that insane?
0: Patrick Maroon, yeah, since, man.
1: Since the Islanders. Yeah. Since the Islanders, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, he's just right place, right time, man. I mean, you know, he was in Edmonton for a while. I think, was he in Anaheim too? I think. Yes. Yeah, Anaheim. Yeah. You know, and so he's bounced around and, uh, you yeah, talk I mean, about
0: one of the most iconic goals ever scored, though, in a Stanley Cup playoff, though, a double St. overtime Louis. game seven, yeah. St. Louis yeah. over
1: Dallas to push him to that next round in the yeah, conference final. Sure. Yeah, not, not not as not as dramatic as Coleman's, though, man. No. And yes. I know Blake, man, but I, I just that thing was on that was unbelievable, man.
0: Is he and correct me if I'm wrong, and this is maybe just me thinking I remember and don't. Is Blake Coleman is he a Miami guy? Is that where he's you a guy. Miami guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, yeah. So, you guys will remember this. So I think it was, it was 15, maybe no, it was 14. 14. I think yeah. Frozen face off. He scores a hat trick. He scores three different types of goals. One, he bats down out of midair. The other one was a, was a nice wrister. And the other one I think was a tip a redirect. He gets a, takes a five. (laughs) He gets ejected. And were you guys, were you guys ever at target center with the first few years of the, of the face off? I was never. No, I've watched it. Yeah. Okay. Same. So yep. there was, there was and Andy Murray was classic with this thing, man. I don't want to get him in trouble, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was a little rickety getting up this stage, man. It was like, and guys had to walk up it with skate guards on and It was like, it was like metal staging and it was probably five, six steps up. Oh, and it man. was, it was a little, it was a little shaky. So that's where the the visit team came out and went on the ice. So Coleman, this was, it was great TV. Carlos Demolina, my buddy, it's produced that package for years. Excuse me, was all over it. And he was pacing around because he got tossed. And and they ended up, Miami ended up winning that year. And it was, it was pretty cool. But no, Blake's a great dude, man. And, you know, last year I, I, I kind of broke our, our start last year. I did a show with him. When I was doing a bunch of podcasts before they went in the bubble and we texted and joked, and I said, Hey, I got to get you next year. But apparently he doesn't need me, right? (laughs) He's fine without me, man. Now I'm going to have to get him on when they win the cup again because I think they are winning the cup. Montreal doesn't win tomorrow. It's a sweep. Montreal wins. I think it's over in five. I just do. I think Tampa is that much better. I I really want to see Montreal win it, guys, because if my team's not in it, I'm rooting for the Canadian teams. That's just me. And, you know, I can't believe it's been 28 years. I mean, the U S is, you know, we've had all those years with cups, and, you know, 1993, man, last time yeah. the came, won it. So crazy uh, to think that last time the Canadians won was the end of the first year in franchise history for the Tampa Bay lightning. They yeah. started in September yeah. of 92. So yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, man. And then I didn't know this one either. That Vasilevsky's won. He's won. He's ten for his last ten against Montreal. Oof. Yeah. Yikes.
0: So well, hey. it's no secret that the Habs need all three at home. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you know, no secret at all. I mean,
1: I, I really thought, guys, in game two that you know they were going to get a one goal win. They, I mean, they outshot them two to one. I mean, they outplayed him Tampa was a mess in the second period. That, but again, that Coleman goal, the read by Pelot, the bad dump by Edmondson. I mean, those guys, they get it done, man. And and that's, they play their game to a T. They just, they couldn't finish it. They made two costly mistakes. I mean, I don't even think you really count the, the Coleman. I wouldn't consider the Coleman goal a mistake. I mean, Dan O did everything he could do on that thing. Coleman just made one hell, hell of, a of a play. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame anybody on that. And Dan, it's not like Dan O quit. I mean, his stick was right there with him. Well, might have It probably went off his stick as well. He was tackling the guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that dude, you know, we know what he did to all these other guys that they faced, and, and you know, and Matthews and and the laundry list of guys they beat in the other playoff series. So, yeah, I think I think they got to win uh, win the next game, and if they don't, it's over in four, and otherwise, it goes five.
2: I got one last
1: one for you, Ben, and
2: it's yeah. a little bit of predicting and I, I love playing the futures game with uh. You. Uh, Seattle comes into the fold here. And well, essentially 24 days, if I recall yeah. correctly, because the protected list come out the 17th. I think the draft mm. is the 21st uh, for the expansion draft. And then we have free agency coming about. But I think the question I want to know is, you know, a lot of teams are, are cap toward the ceiling. Um, they're going to probably be looking towards Seattle, maybe to help them out with it. I think there's plenty of talent available for Seattle to pick. How competitive is the Kraken going to be crack. in the first year of existence
1: here as they enter the NHL? Well, they got a pretty <laughs> high. They got a pretty high standard, as we know. They do. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I've seen you know Stetcher's name from you know North Dakota and the conference thrown around. You know, is going to go after a bunch of North Dakota guys? I don't think he will. I think he'll have some. You know, I, I let's be honest. I mean, you know, you you know what you're getting, and I I don't know, Nick. I I, I don't think they're going to have the success Vegas had. I'll put it that way. I don't. I just don't see another expansion team replicating that. I mean, that was unbelievable, and yeah, a lot of work went into it. I don't want to discredit anybody. I mean, but the buy-in of those players. And I think that's a big thing. Whoever they end up, whoever Ron Francis and, and Dave Haxall put together and the scouting staff, they got to buy in, man. They got to feel like a bunch of misfits because that's what Vegas did. Right. I mean, they were all guys that nobody wanted basically.
0: I think, and, I think you got teams that are going to be a lot smarter with it this time yeah. around too. It's one of it's, I think it's the only time, if I'm not mistaken, that only one team has come into the national hockey league, like by themselves you know, not Mm -hmm. with a group like Minnesota, Columbus, you know, those groups all came together, um, you know,
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. So, so you've got, uh, you know, I think teams are going to be smarter this time around knowing, you know, how the first round went. I mean, Florida was absolutely gutted with two of their best players that are still there. So. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be weird. And if I'm Seattle, I've, I've
2: I've seen a couple of different you know projections of how Seattle will do it. I kind of, I kind of think, how Seattle should do it. Cause you can't, you can't replicate what Vegas did under the table just because again, of uh, the teams will be looking for that. But if I'm Seattle, I'm going to spend at the cap floor and that's it in the expansion draft. And I think what you do is you end up having 30, 40 million in cap space. That's where your deal is going to be had is you're going to yeah. have the cap space to try to say, Hey, yeah, we'll take that guy, roster, but it's going to cost you a first or a second round pick. I think it's going to be a different way that they build their team. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I don't think they're going to have the instant success that say Vegas had because I think, as you mentioned, Noah, uh, there's going to be teams approaching a little bit differently. The On top of it is, again, we having a flat cap, some teams may be forced to make deals because they need flexibility in their cap to add or trade. So they might be forced to do it, but I think they're going to be, as you mentioned, smarter about it and trying to keep value as much as they can
1: with also trying to add some flexibility. It's going to be tough. I'm going to throw one out at you guys. Do you do you either one of you guys think that Duncan Keith ends up there? Because I think I there's a high the chance.
0: Country. Yeah, do. I
1: do. I actually was uh, actually out
2: in Pittsburgh when I was out there. I met a, a really nice hockey couple that actually, uh, they're Chicago Blackhawks fans that you can actually get into a room and talk with that I want to, you know, have drop the fisticuffs. They're actually really – they actually travel to <laughs> every Frozen Four. Uh, They've been doing it for about, I think they said 13 years. Um, And we we text here and there and uh, actually we're talking about where the Chicago Blackhawks are as a team. And I think, you know, as as great as Duncan Keith has been, I think it is time that he gets moved. Um, I think for, for Chicago, they've, they've pretty much traded away every Stanley cup winning defenseman they've had. Uh, Keith, to me, has lost a step. Um, And I think for them to really fully embrace a rebuild on their back. And I think Keith has got to be a piece that gets moved and, it's going to be tough, but I, I do think it's the right time for him to go. I really do. And it's not, it's no disrespect to, uh, to Ducky. He's had a hell of a career, yeah. but I think for Chicago to really take the next step forward, uh, he's got to be a piece that's got to get moved.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it came out yesterday, you know, I'm sure you guys saw yeah. it and, you know, I mean, obviously Vancouver's a team, but is Vancouver, you know, are they, are they close to, to make a run maybe, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I, I thought about that yesterday when I saw the story. And it's like, you know, what? I wonder if he ends up going there and, you know, kind of, you know, goes not back home, but close back to home. He's a BC guy, you know, and, and maybe kind of show, show some guys the way for, you know, I would think, you know, a year, maybe two, who knows, you know, the guy's in, he looks like Hercules. I mean, the guy's an unbelievable shape. I remember him at Michigan State, man. He looked like he was 15 years old when I met him, when I was working there, when I was reporting, and, uh, but he, the college thing wasn't his thing. <laughs> and uh and he but man he's had a hell of a career i think it'd be cool to see him there i really do to to go back kind of like i said back to home i think it'd be a cool fit well you talk about young guys
0: ryan Nugent hopkins is about to get a new deal oh. he still he still looks like he's 15 and he's 30s like but Seriously. you know, you know when, when it's funny duncan keith is an interesting case study because uh he's a guy that when you watch him skate he's not a smooth skater He's a very choppy skater the way he plays, but he reminds me, he's got a little bit of Nicholas Lidstrom in him where mentally he plays the game so well. He anticipates you know very strongly. When he's not slashing people in the in the face, mind you. But um yikes. (laughs) Charlie Coyle, yikes. Hashtag Jeff Carter and Charlie Coyle. But um Nonetheless, I mean, the guy's got three cups. So I mean, what, what more can yeah. you say, you know? Yeah. And
2: he and he could be a really good veteran building block, as yes. you mentioned, Ben, into a, a oh. new team that could have a lot of young faces to it. And uh, again, I think it, I think it actually is a move that benefits both squads. I do. I think yeah. it helps Chicago turn a page that I think they've been, half-heartedly turning for the better part of the last couple of seasons and uh, again you get to you get to have a leadership role I still think with Seattle and you get to be part of something that hey who knows I mean they still could be fun to watch they still could be a a team depending on who they get that could be you know a, a contender for a playoff position but hey you know, as you mentioned, could be close to home. I don't think it goes to Vancouver. I don't think Vancouver, as much as Jim Benning has made some really ridiculous moves as a GM, I don't yeah. think he'd be, I don't think he would entertain that. I just think he'd be too expensive right now. And he's not the type of defenseman they need right now,
1: in, in my opinion. Oh, come Wayne on, that Louis, a- that Louis, that Louis Erickson contract turned out perfect. <laughs> exactly, right? So oh. Wayne uh, Hughes isn't going to listen to him. He's a Michigan State guy, man. Quinn's exactly. A Michigan- yeah, it's not going to happen. So. <laughs> So I don't know. So yeah, it, it'd be
2: fun. I, I think it'd be a good move, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what uh, I think. I think it, for his age, Ben, I think it'd be a situation where I think it, he would have to agree to go. If, yes. I think that would no. be where Rand Francis calls uh, uh, the Chicago front office and says, you
1: know, we want you, would you be willing to come over? Yeah. I mean, and if you're Seattle, I mean, if, if that goes that way, you, like you guys said, I mean, the guys won multiple cups. I mean, he's one of the best, best to do it in the last 10 15 years that that's going to put butts in the seats they're going to have butts in the seats anyway but that's that's something you want to have you want to have some guys that come in when you're starting a new organization that you know although Vegas didn't really have that per se um, they just had a bunch of misfits and that's kind of what you know you're going to be able to I guess look at you know and, and the guys that come in basically no one wanted them so right no not that they're misfits that's the wrong word for it it's guys that they didn't believe in and and they let him go. So and you got to give defend. and you got
2: to give Vegas credit for really putting on the Mark the Flurry train because he's kind of been the yeah, face of that for franchise God. for yep. for he's for won. four years. And he's yeah. a goaltender, right? So I mean, me, it, yeah. Whether it's defenseman, forward, as long as you know, again, NHL could do better at marketing. Um, I think Vegas has done a some fantastic job of marketing oh. their product down in that area. And it's a if for those for hockey fans, I've never said it before. If you go to watch a hockey, you got to go to Vegas. It's just beyond an experience that's just beyond so much Vegas fun. baby. Yes. But, uh, yeah, no, I think channel, uh, his name recognition would be able to put butts in the seats and also again, try to anchor down. I think will be, you know, uh, there's some really good blue line talent that could be out there for acquisition. So oh, who knows? It could be good.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting. Ben, as we wrap up the show here, uh, the final thing is you've been doing some rugby, you've been doing all sorts of a plethora of sports. I, uh, what, what's next for you here for the rest of the summer before you hit some big 10 hockey that you can reveal uh, maybe just personally about what you're up to or uh, more, more Tim Hortons, you know, more. Yeah. Depth. You know,
1: um, excuse me. Um, <laughs> well, rugby's done for me. So that was pretty cool. I did end up doing nine matches Um, You know, it was like learning a foreign language. It really was. And, uh, you know, great group of people. They're they're a lot like hockey people. They're just they're friendly. They're helpful. They care. They're passionate. They love their sport. Um, I worked with let's see, like I think I worked with three former guys that played for USA. They were they're called Eagles. Uh, One was from New Zealand. Uh, One's from Sacramento. Uh, The other guys from Australia. I mean, it's just the sports weird that way excuse me where you can be from another country but if you're here long enough you can play for america um but it was it was neat it was a cool experience i learned a lot i got better at the sport i'd only done one match um prior to that and that was in 2019 and uh so that's done and then i've been working with uh the flint city bucks not to be con- confused with the flint tropics um jackie moon's not on the team i was just gonna ask <laughs> but uh, a lot of my buddies texted me when they saw that on social media. <laughs> no, so what that is, is it's a, it's basically college all-star type players. And it's a development league for MLS and for leagues overseas for guys that want to play pro. And the, the, the group that I work with, the Bucks, they're by far and away the most successful team in the country. Um, they've had a player go in the, in the MLS uh, player draft that they have. Uh, after the current draft, you know, the current college guys, every year, they're the only team in, in around the world that's done that for like the last 20 some years. So it's a good group of people. Um, it's run by a hockey guy. That's how I got involved. They're president. Um, and he reached out and threw another friend in hockey, which was Dave actually. Um, and so, you know, it's fun. I do those things and uh, just keep busy and keep fresh and, um, playing golf and spending time with my gal and my son when I can. So not much, just, uh, trying to keep active and and keep busy. And, you know, I, I, all the years I was at CBS, I mean, I didn't work at all in the summer. So, you know, that's been different. Um, you know, not knowing what's coming is, is a little bit different too, but, you know, again, I'm going to start doing the stuff for the voiceover, uh, side of things and broadcast and, And I want to do as many things in sports with that as I can. So I spend a couple grand, get a, you know, nice mic and a stand and pad the room a little bit and, uh, you know, start doing that in the next week or two. So, yeah, Um, I do want to say to you guys, thanks. It's good to reconnect. And I'm curious, is there any update on young Easton Brodzinski? How's he doing?
2: From what the last that we knew he was recovering well and uh, should be on track from what I know to uh, be ready for training camp. But again, uh, that was a little while back. So, but um, at the end of it, I think, you know, especially with the way medical stuff has advanced, I mean, you can take a broken leg and what used to be, you know, eight, nine month recovery time. And now it's like half of that. It's like five or six. It's ridiculous. So
0: medicine's uh,
1: overrated.
2: A little ah. bit, so <laughs> I think. I think honestly, okay. I think he'll be
1: good. that's in the medical field.
0: <laughs> he'll be good to go. I, I really, sure will feel that way. Uh, but and but and, when he'll, and he'll be in a Huskies uniform. That's the most important thing. You guys are going to be. I'm thing. telling you, you guys aren't
1: second. You're going to win that conference.
0: I, I, well, I hope you're, you're right. right. Pulling yeah, it right so. now, on July
2: one. Hashtag isn't October yet for both the NCHC, the Big Ten, as well as uh, here for St. Cloud State. Ben Holden, again, thank you so very much for joining us. Always happy to have you, buddy. Uh, we'll definitely reconnect. We should actually get you on before uh, the college hockey season. starts yeah. to catch up and preview uh, what I think is going to be a really exciting season, uh, especially He's with some. Them- back. Fans are back. um, (laughs) And that's, I think, is the the biggest thing is uh, for wherever college hockey team that all of our listeners watch, uh, whether it's St. Cloud, Michigan, whoever else, it's going to be a great time to go back to those rinks, pack them, buy a ticket, go watch your teams, and it's going to be a packed, fun atmosphere wherever you go. So, uh, guys, again, thanks for joining us for episode 67, and we'll see you guys next week. See you, boys. Thanks, Ben.
0: And once again, Nick, always – Always, always a pleasure to talk to our boy, Benny. Love to see what he's going to be up to. Of course, uh, we got to hear off the air some of the other things that are potentially in the works for him. And uh, if you're a hockey fan, you should be excited. Let's just put it that way. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah,
2: no, that's a set. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously we hope for the best because, you know, a lot of those things are still in the works and uh, you know, that would be, uh, it will be Ben's you know turn to announce those. It looks promising. And uh, uh, the one thing that I think is, is confidence that he will be around college hockey, you know, in some sense, he's made that you know with his comments tonight. Uh, on this episode, but uh, you know, could be more. And uh, he, he's he's a guy that I think not only just college, I think the game of hockey absolutely not only needs but deserves because he's just that guy that believes the sport. I said that in the introduction, but you know, you don't get a lot of guys that emulate the love for the sport like he does and uh, the more you can have him around the game the
0: better off the game is so yeah how how in the world the guy actually isn't even at the next level in the national hockey league you know honestly it is, is beyond me sometimes but you know what it, it, kudos to him and uh, excited to see what lies ahead uh next for him uh as he continues his journey and an interesting transition for for him as well speaking of what lies next for us on the docket we're going to be recording our show on saturday morning here uh talking about the last of the ncaa previews for all the other teams besides saint cloud state that's going to be the the Duluth Bulldogs that are going to be on the docket for episode number 68. And then coming out, uh, I believe it's going to be late Wednesday night, if not Thursday morning, before I head off to St. Cloud to visit with you, Mr. Nick Maxon, as we've so eloquently revealed in this episode, uh, Bruce Siski. Uh, from Duluth Media is going to be joining us to talk a little bit of Bulldogs hockey and uh, we'll probably razz him about a couple of things don't you think I uh, think so we, <laughs> we got some things ready for him so oh yeah absolutely you better be ready Bruce if you're listening you better be ready but that will do it for episode number 67 with Ben Holden and of course stick around in a couple days for episode number 68
1: and one-timer come in, they score Ripton. and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies. A Dwayne Kaprizov, in for a chance to win it. He SCORES! Kirill the thrill is
2: for real! Welcome to the NHL, a game winner.
1: St. Cloud Cathedral is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title.